Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When Teresa took Louie off that speakerphone and said, uh, you know, we're filming right now. He was like, oh, shit, okay. And she was like, you know, invite everybody. We got to invite everybody. He's like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> I would like to know what the plan was. So was he not going to invite them and then spin it or something? Like when they called him out, like, so we're not invited. Like, was his plan? You know what I mean? Like, what was the game plan? You know? Oof, that was a pivotal moment. A very pivotal moment. <laughs> mm. I am not looking forward to recapping these episodes. Gotta tell ya. Really, really not looking forward to But I will. I do it for you. Although I don't know if my summer house recaps are for you guys anymore. I feel like I'm doing... Well, I'll, I'll Timestamp will be in the description for the summer house of it all. Let's just get into Jersey. Even that, Even this I'm not looking forward to. It's like... I don't it was so promising this season <laughs> it was so promising and we've just in my opinion have just been so let down I guess I should have known better than to trust Teresa when she said that this was the season we were gonna see it all and you know she's being led by Louie honestly and I'm a little, as I've said before, I'm a little concerned that he wants her to be estranged from them so badly. Why? What good does it do? Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Let's, let's, before I get, you know, let's, let's just get into the full recap. But uh, before I do... If you're on YouTube, hi, love you guys. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. Hit the bell, get notifications when new when new videos drop and like this video, comment below, introduce yourself if I haven't met you already. Loving the YouTube community. Also to my podcast peeps listening on all the platforms. Thank you so much for all your support. The podcast has been doing great. So thanks for everyone who's sharing the pod and talking about the pod and rating the pod and reviewing the pod. It really does help. Um, so if you haven't reviewed already, if you would, wouldn't mind, please do so. And the Patreon is available. I release all of the episodes early there first. So if you're ever like, man, I wish you would release that episode already, it's probably up on the Patreon. So check that out. Everything is in the description, including, like I said, the timestamp. So if you want to jump to Summer House, check that out. And all right, that's it. Enough of my pitch. Let's get into this episode. 
Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. Clip! You fool! That's my opinion! I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. We meet Danielle's mom again and blah, 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 blah. She tells her about the trip. Her mom's kind of funny. Then Danielle, now we are getting a full storyline out of this Melissa rumor, which is kind of brutal, honestly. It's brutal that now Danielle has a whole talking point with her mom, which is like that. what that means is it's a full scene. So I don't know if it was planned that way but now danielle is going to have a whole conversation with her mom giving more life to it where she's like well margaret told her friend about melissa kissing a guy in the back of a car so talking about it more giving it more life and her mom tells her that she should tell melissa i was like "Ooh, are you sure about that you sure because that's uh that's uh that's a, that's that's a thing. That's a thing to do. On camera, like now we're really giving it a whole fucking storyline. So, I don't know about that. Then we go over to Rachel and John. Now, I I don't know if I love this storyline where they're going to the adoption attorney because John's got no emotion on his face. This man says next to nothing. Another thing is that Jaden's almost 16. I don't know enough about the legalities of of adopting and why you would want to want to do it and if it's like super beneficial at this point in his life. But she's crying at one point because the adoption attorney says that they do need to reach out to his birth mom and if she does object she would have the right to an appointed attorney and then they would have what they call a contested adoption and this makes Rachel upset and she's crying and she says you know I've just been wanting to do this for so long I don't want to disrupt his life but you know and I'm thinking hold on here you've been wanting to do this for so long why haven't you done it already See where I'm going with this? Is it just for the cameras? You know? Um, And John has no reaction to this. And it's like, you're going to have, they know now you're going to have to reach out to this, to her, to her. And he is almost, I mean, he's two years away from 18, but at this point, why now? I don't know. I don't want to put that out there. I don't want to think it's salacious. I, I do... if in case you missed it, um, the Jaden's birth mom is incarcerated, and she uh, spoke to I think it was the Star, I think it was Star Magazine, about how John has kept her from him, and she tr- she kind of tried to make it seem like there was something 
amiss, but it it seems like she is still a bit a bit in her addiction, maybe, and it has some growing to do. It just, it it didn't seem on the up and up, and I felt really bad for John. I felt bad for John, um, because he doesn't seem like he's trying to badmouth her. He has not said a lot on camera. Rachel's doing most of the talking. I'm just a little wishy-washy on this on this one. I am. Don't love this storyline. Let's get over to Bill and Jen, though. While Jen was gone, she asked if Bill spent any time with the kids like he was supposed to do. And shocker, he didn't. And Bill says, if I have, to, if I didn't have five kids to pay for colleges for, I wouldn't work like I do. Jen makes a very good point. Jen is quite evolved and does a really, in, in my opinion, a really good job of, ex, of explaining and, and communicating what the issues are. She says, you know, exactly. And when I talk to you about the struggles that we have with raising our kids, I'm looking for a solution that we can work on together as where you're blaming me. And that's why I wanted to see a therapist. And Bill is busted. He's like, well, uh, I'm not, I'm not blaming you. Yeah, you are. That's why she wanted to see a therapist, dude. Okay. Uh, and she does a really great job of explaining in a very gentle, like, I thought she had him. Like, I thought she did a good job of kind of gently weaving her way into explaining why that's why a neutral third party, someone who's not biased, someone who's not us, could help you maybe see where I'm coming from. And he goes, well, you're the one with the issues. So, you know, I don't think we need to see a therapist. I, you know, I think it's kind of shitty. I'm done saying Bill's so likable. I don't see why Bill's so damn likable. What's so likable about Bill? He's good at parties. His patients like him. He's a shitty husband at this point. He has proven to be an absentee dad and a shitty husband to Jen. She's trying so many ways to get him to realize that she's struggling. And she's doing a wonderful job of sucking it up. He has not met her halfway. And she even says if two people don't want to come together and make it work, then it's not going to work. And so I don't know where this is headed. I feel bad for her. She's like, everybody loves Bill. I'm like, well, what about Jen? So I feel bad for Jen because Bill is not helping her out at all. No. Teresa goes with her gorgeous girls. My God, all of her girls are stunning. All their bodies are stunning. Lord almighty. They go to try on their dresses. The color of these dresses on all of her girls, like, hello, like a rose gold on that Italian skin. My, my God, they are just beautiful. And then Joe FaceTimes. It's really interesting to watch Teresa watching them FaceTime with their dad and just, you know, the dynamic of that because it's... They're not together anymore. They're divorced. And it's it's so weird to watch them be in this divorced relationship. Like, it's real. They're in a divorced relationship. But eventually, Teresa 
she says, you know, Joe, I told them, you know, I'm praying that. And then she starts to cry. And, you know, whenever Teresa cries, it's like, it's just such a foreign thing to see. She says, I'm praying that one day, you know, you can come back here. And then when Joe says he appreciates all that she does for his girls, I mean, I'm getting choked up. It's just the history there, you know, the shit they've been through. This is why we love Housewives, because the history we get, we've been with these people for so many years. Ugh, there's nothing like it. And when when uh, Joe goes, Joe goes, uh, as long as yous are happy, that's all that matters. Whenever we get a yous, yous, guys. Joe was wearing a construction outfit, right? Anyway, Marge, Lexi, and both their moms go to lunch. And this was a moment, basically, for Lexi to talk about how much she appreciates Marge, letting her stay there, and for Marge to say, you were there for me, we've known each other for forever, they cry. And then Marge Sr. goes, I don't understand how Teresa is so nasty to Melissa and Joe. I'm like, oh, thank you for throwing that into the scene. And we're done? Okay, thank you very much. We're just moving right along this episode. I'm like, okay, what else we got? Like, okay. Melissa and Joe's house, I am not going to take this away from Antonia. To get straight A's, to be on the honor roll, Melissa reads the note from the superintendent. Amazing. She applied to eight colleges. And then up comes Donna Marco just honking that horn in the new car. And I have to say, Antonia's reaction to this car is the is the best, one of the best we've seen from a kid. You know, most of the kids are like, give me in that damn car, it's mine. And she's crying, she can't believe it. It's actually really sweet. But Melissa and Joe discussed the Ireland trip. I was, I was a little surprised at her version of the, of the painting, how she drew the family in Italy. She says, I sobbed and then I gave up to where I don't even want to argue with her anymore. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Like she cried and it wasn't a moment of bonding. It was like, I'm done. And I want to say, as much as I give Melissa a really hard time, because I don't think she's ever really owned up to the stuff she's done. It's always just been Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. She's done everything. She's done everything. Melissa's been through her own experience too. So I don't want to say she's not allowed to have her own feelings in all of this. I just was surprised. I was surprised that when Teresa came up and hugged her and, but you know what? I guess she's, she has the right to be done, but to hear Melissa say, we're going to go to the bridal party. We're going to just get, get through the wedding and then we're done. Okay. So they came into this season like, this is it. We're, they came into the season like, we're not making amends. We're not doing, like, they're, which is why, though, that I'm so shocked that Joe, when, when Andy on Watch What Happens Live was like, is there anything to even talk about anymore? Joe was like, yeah, there is. There's, we're family. It's never done. When I'm watching this and I'm like, but. It feels like you guys are saying you're done. 
you know? Melissa's saying she's done, so why don't get what Joe wants? Because it seems like your wife's done. So I don't understand. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm just a little I'm just a little confused. I don't it's all a bunch it's a bunch of mixed messages. It's like you say this, but then you're offended when she doesn't invite you to things or like feel close to you. You know, if I, it's like if I knew that I was pulling away from somebody and then they were responding to that accordingly, I wouldn't be like, well, but what about me? You know, it's like then then they're they're feeling the boundary I'm putting up and reacting accordingly. Right. And I and I respect it. I res- I think that 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 at this point, it's correct. They're picking up what Louie is putting down Louie. But then, OK, so next week when Louie's like, I'm pulling you out of the snake pit, why was he running after them? And saying he loves them and stuff. I'm just, there's so many mixed messages. I just don't get it. Pay attention, please. So I moved in with my sister in 2020, and I've always hated the backyard. It's just so dry and dead. She's lived here forever, but she's not like bougie and annoying like I am. Planting grass is quite expensive, and it's a lot of water, and it's a lot of upkeep and difficult to do. But I thought, man, if only we could like plant some trees and be like Yolanda Foster and have a bunch of lemons, trees and stuff. But it just seemed like a task that we could never accomplish. Literally, along comes a sponsor. I call my sister and I said, we're going on fastgrowingtrees.com right now. And we've been having a field day on this website. So let me tell you about fastgrowingtrees.com. Their plant experts curate thousands of easy-to-grow plants, shrubs, tree varieties for your unique climate. Because you see, sometimes you don't know exactly what works for where you live. Not to worry, because on fastgrowingtrees.com, they give you customized recommendations based on your area. Yeah. Plus, their plant experts are always available to help keep your plants growing healthy throughout the season and beyond. I think that's super cool. And the best part is you don't have to wait in line. You don't have to haul heavy plants or anything like that because with FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online and they're delivered to your door in a few days. And with Fast Growing Trees 30-Day Alive and Thrive Guarantee, you know everything will look great fresh out of the box. So join over 1.5 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash bravo to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off your entire order when you go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash bravo. That's fastgrowingtrees.com slash bravo for 15% off your entire order. Don't think that I'm airheaded and stupid because that's what pissed me off. Dolores and Frank go to dinner, though. Let's talk about something that's adorable. And just not adorable. It's, you know, but it was, it was adorable. First, first it's Polly's idea, actually, that they sit and talk about it, which is ironic that this is such a concept to them <laughs> like like wow go and talk about it i'm like have you not done this yet you haven't just sat and talked about it but you know what this is how they do things okay 
But Frank comes in wearing that leather vest, and I lived for Dolores making fun of him. If that wasn't acknowledged, I was going to be very disappointed because I was like, what the fuck is Frank wearing? <laughs> if she hadn't acknowledged it, I was going to be like, okay, this this can't be normal. Because if, no- if it's not acknowledged, then it's totally normal and acceptable. So I love that she made fun of him. Dolores orders for Frank. Did you guys see that? That's just, you know, that's how far back they go. And Frank brings up that Frankie, he's got his dream job. He wants to celebrate it. And he wants to go out, but Frank wants it to just be the four of them. And, you know, this is uh, silly. Silly because Frank's been with Brittany for a long time. On and off, I guess. On and off. How does Brittany not give a shit about being a part of things like this? And so Dolores is like, well, Polly will go to that. And he's like, no. And she goes, well, Brittany could go too. He's like, I just miss it being the four of us. And I had a realization. It's because Frank missed out on their childhood. He didn't get family time. He didn't get Dolores, the wife, me, the dad, and the kids. So he's trying to do that now. And Dolores is like, you had your time, dude. Unfortunately, I've already done this. And I would like my partner now to be a part of it. And she's like, our family can expand. It can grow. What? How does your girlfriend not want to be a part of this? And I think that's the issue. I do. I think that is the problem that we're running into. And Dolores is saying, you know, an outsider is going to come in and look at our relationship and be like, what's going on with them? And Frank goes, well, it's your job to set it straight. Dolores says, well, I have to consider his feelings. Frank goes, in my opinion, there's no reason why you can't have that conversation and still have me in your life. Polly shouldn't have a problem. Dolores says, Polly doesn't have a problem. I have a problem. And Frank I would hate to think he's intimidated by me. And Dolores says, he's not. And Frank is so smug. If you say so. Oh, you little fucker. You little motherfucker. I didn't like that one bit. I didn't like that one bit. In his confessional, Frank says, that ever since his mom passed, when something good happens or happy happens, he wants he used to call Dolores, but now he can't call Dolores because she's like off limits. So now he's lost his mom and his best friend. And while that is touching and sweet, and I do feel for Frank, you have a girlfriend. You know? And I like that Dolores is holding her boundary. What a new concept for her, right? What a new fucking con. She says, I'm sorry about how you feel, but it's nice to finally say I belong to somebody. Because I haven't gotten that since we divorced. I love the way she talks. When he starts to cry, she says, go to the bathroom. (laughs) She says, get your ass to the bathroom. Don't make me watch. Don't make me look at this. Okay? I don't. And she says, I'm asking for a boundary and some space. That's right, she is. Frank settles on celebrating Frankie's dream job, all of them, including Polly and Brittany. So Dolores, she did it. She did it. I'm so happy. 
It's a predator. All right, now I get the bridal shower. Jen is there. You know, I like Jen. I've said it a million times here, controversial or not, but she is really far up Teresa's ass. It's like, whoa. It's a little, ex it's, it is exhausting how, it's a lot. But she's the first one there. Veronica and Jennifer are Louis' sisters. Veronica has intense eyes. Anyway, let's get to the meat of it. Teresa is driving with Melania and Adriana. And they're talking about the dinner at Avra. Louis calls. He goes, um, okay, listen, I'm going to send out a text next Thursday, about next Thursday night at Avra. So who am I sending a text to? Dolores plus one, Margaret plus one, Jennifer plus one, Jackie plus one, those people. Uh, just put out the invite to all of them except Melissa and Joe. I'm not inviting them. And the way Teresa's face changes... And she goes, uh, you know, the cameras are on, right? We're filming right now. Oh, and he goes, oh, shit, okay. And looks, the way she looks at Milani, she goes, uh, you got to invite everybody. You can't just not, can't do some, not the others. Excuse me. And then he goes, okay, I love you. Melania looks uncomfortable. And Teresa goes, anyway, they're invited. Melania goes, Why? And Teresa goes, when you're upset and angry, it takes up more energy. And Teresa's confessional says, like, I don't like to tell my kids everything that's going on with my brother, Melissa, unless I have to tell them. Okay, I got to say something, guys. Part of me in this moment was like, hold on. Is this like... We want to be happy. We don't want to be angry thing. Is this just for the cameras? Like, if they weren't filming, would would this would it, would it have gone like this? Would Louie have called and said, so I'm inviting everybody except Joe and Melissa? And Melania would have been like, yeah, don't fucking invite them. And Teresa would have said... Yeah, don't invite them. Yeah, no, forget it. We're not inviting them, right? We're not inviting them. Yeah, forget that. Like, would that have been the conversation? Or is it because the cameras are up that she then goes, no, we don't want to be mad. We don't want to do all that. Like, is all of that just a facade for the cameras? Like, I can't, I can't quite tell. I can't, I, I. It was such a weird moment because you literally see Teresa like side-eyed Melania like, just get, get the act going. Although Melania didn't really change much. I don't know. I, it, was a, it was a pivotal little moment for me. Melissa, though, arrives and the tension with her and Veronica, Louis' sister, was crazy. Like, Louis' sister clearly hates Melissa. She had some eyes for Melissa. She was just staring at her like, like I don't like you at all. And then Gia reluctantly says hi to Melissa. I just, I, it's no longer entertaining to watch all this tension and all, all this back and forth. It's just, it's not fun anymore. At all. It's just misery. Ashley Darby sighting, though. Oh, fun was that, huh? 
And then, okay, so Danielle arrives. You know, I've enjoyed Danielle, but this is silly at this point. Like, get over it, Danielle. Move on. Okay, what's the what is the problem? I don't like just because they talked about you now. Like, keep it moving. There way worse shit's gonna happen here on this show. But she greets them, and Melissa goes to the group. How is everyone? And no one responds. They're standing. They're standing in a semicircle around the bar, and it's like this. I'm like, okay, no one's gonna say anything. And then Melissa says to Danielle that some things just seemed off with you when we were in Ireland. God, this is their conversation. This is the conversation we're having. And Danielle's like, yeah, some things were off, but you know, what I, I this is just what is happening? What are we doing? And then Marge comes in and she's like, oh, hi, oh, hi, oh, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. This is the problem with this cast. It's so split that there's, the chemistry is so off. Like, Melissa hates, Melissa and Teresa don't belong together. And so then you got Marge, Melissa, Jackie, Rachel, essentially, it's just too split. Like we need to start over. We got we need a real overhaul on Jersey because I can't do this anymore. This is it's just so uncomfortable. And then Teresa's big surprise, great cut over to Melissa though during the surprise because she's just like, oh whatever. And uh, yeah, blah blah blah. Surprise, surprise, surprise. She's so happy. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't get, I just don't care anymore. Like, it's like, there's so much tension around this thing. Yay. I'm happy for Teresa. I am. I'm just very concerned about Louie. There's no prenup. I'm really worried about it. And she's so whisked off her feet with everything. And I'm, I'm, I'm just nervous. Danielle has so much tension with Rachel still. And she's like, she's like two different people, you know, she's really cool. And then she's, and then she's, you know, she's not, but honestly, that could be argued about any of them. Like any of them could be accused of this. So I'm like, Danielle, it is time to let it go. Cause then she makes some passive aggressive joke. Like don't give Rachel the whiskey, then she'll come for me. Uh, Okay. Like this is, if you talk about her telling Margaret, what you said one more time, I'm going to lose it. This We have dragged this storyline out through this long. Then once again, Teresa makes a speech where she talks about how thankful she is for different people and just she doesn't talk about Melissa. And it feels like a slight. And I was like, well, she didn't talk about Jen or she didn't talk about Dolores either. And I thought it was just them being overly sensitive. But then Teresa's trainer comes up to Melissa after the speech and validates it. And she's like, she should have, she should have said something to you. She should have said something. You know, she only has one brother. I'm like, fuck. Okay. You're her trainer. Like what she's, Teresa's going to see this. She, what is happening? Then they do a Turkish henna henna ritual, and it's cute. And that's the end of the episode. Okay? That's the end of the fucking episode. 
And then next week, Louis is going to be telling Teresa that she that he's pulling her out of the snake pit, meaning Melissa and Joe. Okay, I, all right. It's like it's a. He was just crying. He was just crying about it, about how much he feels bad or something. I, how many more episodes do we have left of this? I'm, I don't even want to talk about this show anymore. I'm so over it. There's just nothing new. It is so repetitive. Honestly, if this is not a huge cast shakeup next season, I'm not covering it. It is dud season for Jersey. Last season was bad. And now this season, this season did a great job roping me in. I don't know if, to me, this must be different for Teresa because she's got Louis putting a new lens on it. But it's not as new for me as I thought it was going to be. It's also just, I'm very concerned about Louis. I don't understand why. I still don't see how there's not some mutual disrespect going on between the between the two sides, if you will. Um, I do. I I I absolutely see the Melissa and Joe stuff. If you've been following my coverage of this from the beginning of the season, you'll know that I'm by no means like hardcore teen Gorga. Um, I'm just confused as to why. Um, why the flip? Maybe we'll have answers next week, but the teaser didn't make it seem like we were going to get any. Oh, God, you guys. I'm sorry. I wish I could give you more, but this is the content they're giving me to talk about, and it's not a lot. So we're going to go on to Summer House, and I don't even really want to talk about that either. Okay? Wait, what? Well, I used my code yet again. To buy the exact same pair of cozy pants from Cozy Earth. So now I'm going to have two pairs of Cozy Earth cozy pants. But they're so fucking comfortable that they're the kind of cozy pants you have on that you're like, I guess I have to wash these, but then I have to wear the other pants. So there's no wonder Cozy Earth has been featured in Oprah's favorite things. Okay. All products are made from responsibly sourced viscous from bamboo. That is why I've never felt anything like it. Because I've never, until until they sent me the sheets that they have, the bedding that is made from viscous from bamboo, the temperature controlled sheets. I'll never get over that. I get into these sheets and I just am like, how? What is this? How? All products, by the way, come with a 10-year warranty. Still don't get it. How do they do that? They also do make bedding that comes in linen. I might have to try that. I'm going to have the entire Cozy Earth line using my code. Am I the only one using my code? Y'all got to use my code. And Cozy Earth has those premium bath products also made from viscous from bamboo. They offer their Lush collection and their new waffle collection. Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for the listeners and me. 35% off site wide when you use my code she speaks so cozyearth.com use my code she speaks at checkout to get 35 percent off don't activate me because you've not seen me activate it okay we've got sierra's one year new york city anniversary party thing i 
was trying to pay attention. She was in her confessional talking about how it was hard to leave her friends in Atlanta, but her friends here helped. Uh, something about quality, the good stuff, the meat and potatoes. So painfully boring confessional. Chris arrives and realizes that the chick he went on that date with is there. And he's like, well, she fully ghosted me, fell off the face of the earth. Remember how he said that he had a great date with her? Ah, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't revel in that. Um, my luck is that when I do finally start like dating again, I'm going to be ghosted left and right. Lindsay and Carl arrive. They arrive with a gift in hand and there is tension between her and Danielle. And Lindsay's confessional says, it sucks to be in a bad place with Danielle, but she's proven to me that our versions of being friends seem to be very different. And that's true. Whether that whether you're, you know, siding with Danielle or relating to Danielle or relating to Lindsay, they are. They're just, they're, their version of friending is very different. Paige and Craig arrive with flowers. Now, I gotta say something about flowers. They're very lovely, but what the hell do you do with them? She's at a bar. She's going to ask if they have um, a vase to put them in. She's going to walk home with them later at the end of the night when they're going to go bar hopping. What the hell do you do with flowers? Chris goes and tells uh, Carl and Kyle about Cassidy ghosting them or ghosting him. And um, then that leads to them talking about how Carl is going to be proposing and I, of course, found it interesting that Chris was in on this. And we find out later that it's because Chris is going to be taking photos. And obviously, we know how that turns out in terms of Danielle not knowing. And we'll get to that. Amanda, though, Amanda, Sierra, Craig, and Paige have a little girl talk about life in NYC. And at first, this sounded like the cra the weirdest thing to say. Craig is asking what it's been like to date people in New York. And he's like, what's it like to, you know, date someone you don't know? Over here, Paige is telling me she went on dates with people she didn't even know. And they're like, well, yeah, that's a date. And Paige goes, that's because in Charleston, they all date each other's girlfriends. And it's like, oh, my God, duh. It's true. They all know each other. And this – leads to Paige's confessional where she's like, this is the stuff that makes me think he may not like vibe with New York City. He might get like scared. And you know what? It's true. Like Charleston's small and New York is, he, I'm intimidated by New York. I remember the first time I went to New York in the, it, with thinking I might live there, I got off that subway. It was summer and it was trash day. I didn't know that they just pile up bags of trash on the damn sidewalk. Bags of it. I was like, okay, this is different. And, they, and as Paige says, if you can make it there, you really can make it anywhere. It's not easy living. But there's something so special about New York. And that's why I never argue when there's the whole debate like L.A. or New York. I'm like, New York can have it. Absolutely. We are pussies out here in L.A. I'll tell you that much. You know, you know. We don't have that level of culture by any means. And I'm I'm from L.A., born and raised, okay? So you can try to come for me, but we can give it to New York, okay? They got seasons, all right? Seasons. Snow. We don't know what that's like 
Okay, we gotta we gotta give that to them. All right. Sierra gives her speech, thanking everyone, and she cries. And um, her ending of it was, I mean, look, speeches are dumb. I think most of the time speeches aren't great. Um, across Housewives, across all shows, I feel like they're always pretty. You know, like in Mean Girls, when um, Tim Meadows' character goes up to to Katie and is like, you know, you really didn't have to make a speech. It's usually like that, where you're like, you just, no, you don't have to do it. But she's like, let's just agree to get fucked up together and always have a good time. And if you want to fight with me, let's fight. Just didn't have to do that. All right, now we're back in the Hamptons. Amanda and Sierra are not going to be there. And I think it's kind of rare that we'd get a Kyle without Amanda situation, but I enjoy it. Thank you. But Kyle, on his way up, calls Lindsay to check on Carl. Carl, who literally gave himself a panic attack and had to go to the hospital because Kyle's like, this is the proposal. This is, And I completely forgot that Kyle was also <laughs> panicking <laughs> and having like heart problems when he was going to propose to Amanda. I completely forgot about that. So this is a thing. It's a little thing. It's cute, though. Anywho, Danielle and Chris are going to be hosting a Latin night, and she's going to make her mom's empanadas, and Andrea's there, so, you know, great times. When Andrea's there, it really does just liven up the whole house. Chris, Corey, and Sam arrive together, and Corey, thanks to uh, the Reality Is Pod, she discovered that Corey is liking all sorts of transphobic posts. And as much as it's not surprising, it's just gross. It's gross. Candace Owens posts and nothing about trans, uh, trans, uh, in sports type of stuff, just trans, trans, anything like, uh, who is it? Bud Light. Was that what it was? Yeah. Like how they're boycotting Bud Light, liked that. Um, something about how uh, real women are being erased because of trans women or something like that. Just really disappointing shit because I like Sam, but maybe that's how Sam feels too. So it was a bummer. They're about to do a shot and Maya puts Chris on blast. I was getting really worried. And I have a feeling that Maya wouldn't have put him on blast if the girl that Chris had sex with had said something bad. But I was getting worried because I just don't, I, I can't tell with Maya this season how she, how it's going to go. I was getting worried that she was about to be like, he. she said you were a two in bed. But she's like, I know what your rating was. And just the way she was going about it, I was like, oh, no, Maya, please don't do this. Thank God she said he was rated an 8 out of 10. Thank God. I got real scared. Lauren was her name. That whole moment was was fun, I guess. I was just I was really worried that she was about to be a total bitch to him. <sighs> Carl FaceTimes Kyle and Kyle's like, it's the proposal, right? You think that's what did it? And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to argue. 
pretty sure even in his even in his confessional, he's like, I'm pretty sure I panic attacked myself into the hospital. So he knows. Isn't it crazy how like how much our emotional and mental health takes a toll on us physically? Danielle, the dinner looks great. Great fun tablescape, all of that. And she talks about how nice it's been having Chris there because she has actually sort of suppressed the Hispanic side of herself because she's sort of compartmentalized it due to wanting to be successful in finance and it just sort of something that you do. And Gabby cries because she completely relates to it. And she's like, I used to just hear people say things like, you know, you're not my cup of tea. And that translates to you're not into black girls. And of course, now Maya's like, okay, you do talk about this stuff. So I see you. I hear you. Now we can be cool. Like I, Had I not heard what she said to Sierra earlier in the season, I wouldn't be kind of – this wouldn't get my feathers up. But at least now they know Gabby can get deep. I just don't like that. I feel like she had to prove, themsel- prove herself to them. But it's like, of course, Gabby can get deep, you know? Danielle, though, she's like, I've taken, it's taken me a while to celebrate it and not suppress it, but great, cool. Then they go and they do this little salsa lesson. Now, I got to say, I know this was on the books. I know this was the plan. It was just a little tricky because of who was there this weekend. You know, like they, they lost Lindsay and Carl, who could have been cute and awkward because they're a couple. But then you have like Paige and Kyle who seemed like they didn't want to touch each other. And uh, Sam and Corey, who now that I'm like looking at them, I'm like, did they just not want to do it because it's salsa? I don't know. It just, it, it was a little awkward. And although I will say Andrea and Gabby, they gave it a good shot. They really, they gave it a, they gave it a nice whirl and a nice, they tried. But Kyle and Chris go and talk off to the side. And Kyle even says that I think what's weighing on Carl is that Lindsay and Danielle aren't getting along. And, you know, Carl, I guess, could have said to Danielle when he talked to her, like, I was going to propose to Lindsay. But, you know, the conversation they were having, Danielle and Carl, was about how she doesn't seem supportive of the relationship. So... It would be a tough segue, I think, at that point to say like, well, now that you mention it, we are, I am going to propose, you know? This episode, to be honest, was, it's, it's a bit of like a filler until we get to the big episode next week. So I'm kind of rushing through it because we're going to really get into the, the nitty gritty next week. Uh, so both Jersey and this episode and summer house were kind of fillers in my opinion why does danielle sleep on the couch this night i have they were doing the bed roach i guess whatever i don't care <laughs> like I, whatever the next day the guys go to the gym and the girls chat in the kitchen and was it not amazing to hear the instincts on maya how she says that there's just she's talking about about oliver and they ask like why she's not ready to really go there and she's like i don't know that's just There's just something that I'm not quite ready to jump all the way in. The foundation that we built doesn't quite seem right. What instincts? Because it turns out that he was not a good guy. 
Way to go, Maya. Way to trust, like, way to be on to something, you know? That was good. So Carl and Lindsay arrive. Like, I just, I just get sick to my stomach. Like, they arrive and I'm like, oh, no, here we go. It's going to be all tense and it's going to be all terrible and I hate it. I just, I, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy what's going I'm like, how is Danielle going to be? How is Paige going to be? How are they all going to be? Because it's just all uncomfortable. Completely. Like, I don't. I if if the if it's going to be the same casting, excuse me. Next season I'm definitely not covering it because I don't even really like watching this show anymore. Um it just it, you know what I think what's happened too is that it what this season is showing is is kind of how um flimsy the structure is of of Summer House. Conceptually, you know, it's like it's a show about these people who get a summer house. Okay. What is the longevity there, period, right? It's an easy show to shoot because it's like, well, we just do it on the weekends. But now we've gotten so attached to these people that they're uh, that they're, they're talking about maybe we take it to the city more. Maybe we don't make it summer house. Maybe we follow their lives in the city and get to know them on a different level. Maybe we keep the summer house show going, but we turn it turn that into a different cast altogether because when there is tension with the core cast it's like why do they keep going to this summer house then why do they keep choosing to show up at this fucking weekend house together if they don't like each other it doesn't make sense it's one thing to go to events, you know, events where like you would want to show like like housewives, you know, there's there's that level of suspended reality where we're like, eh, it's a stretch, but I can get on board with it. It's another thing when it's like, oh, my God, they have to go stay in the house and like just sit there and like eat. And I don't know. It's just it's it's a very um, it's uncomfortable. So when Carl is first to arrive, they're like, Carl. And Lindsay takes a minute coming in. And then when Lindsay comes in, I'm like counting who she's hugging. I'm like, okay, she's hugging that person. Oh, then she's hugging that person. Is she going to go around? Is she going to hug the other people? But then she doesn't hug those people. So I have no idea. I think Carl was talking about how he was feeling at the concert. But all I was fixated on was who Lindsay was hugging. So I'm just like, this is too tense for me. I can't handle it. It's too much. (sighs) So anyway. Carl talks about being at the hospital. He has the two wristbands, one from the concert and one from being at the hospital. Carl, of course, it's like it was great because Lindsay was by my side taking care of me. And then there's the picture of Lindsay and Carl sleeping in the hospital. I want to know who took that picture. It was either someone like a, a hospital personnel, which would crack me up if they were like, oh, my God, look how sweet this is. Or it was Lindsay. Who took like a selfie. I need to know who took that fucking picture. They prep for the bottomless brunch. They are, you know, these people get to it. I am impressed. It is not easy to prep something like this, but they got it done. They got French toast. They got bottomless cocktails. Lexi arrives. And Lexi has always kind of given me very cold energy. She doesn't, which is probably why they were like, we're not having her on the show. She is a boring TV. And she probably didn't want to be on the show. She seems like someone who's a bit shy, maybe. But once she got going, I was like, oh, never mind. I like her a lot. Because 
Andrea's so like in your face and big and I guess you sort of expect that. And that Lexi's just not that type of vibe, but clearly lovely. So they all sit for brunch and Kyle lets Lexi know, hey, tonight's the bonfire. And Lindsay says, now is this elevated bonfire or because I'm going to wear a maxi dress. Now I'm noting, I'm noting all of these little things because I, I really do think Lindsay had an idea. That's not bad, by the way. There's nothing wrong with her being like, it could be happening because you don't want to show up. You don't want to have pictures taken when you don't look good. Many people have said that. Many women have said, I wish I'd fucking known that this was going to be. I think that was even. um, Was it Brittany? Someone said that. I think it was when when Jax was going to propose to Brittany. Someone said, make sure she looks good because it sucks when it's like, oh, we're just going to go down the street and you've got like scrubs on. You're like, I'm taking photos like this, you dick. So I'm just noting. For some reason, Andrea asks to be put on the spot because he's like, I got my girl here because, you know, he I guess he likes to do that. And Chris is like, you, sh- you want to be put on the spot? You want to be put on the spot? And everyone's like, no, 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 don't let Chris do this. And sure enough, he's like, what's it like to be here with Paige and Lexi? <laughs> I like Danielle goes, I knew that was going to flop. I knew this was not going to go well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maya looks at the camera. Like they they zoom in on Maya and she's literally looking at the camera like, cut, <laughs> cut, cut it, get us out of here. It's bad. Anywho, the girls talk about Sam and Corey in the kitchen. And as much as I'm sure uh, Paige will spin it and be like, Lindsay was being shady. But Lindsay asks a valid question. She's like, I... Sure, I like this, but is this just how he is? Because I know that he did this with Jess in Vermont. Valid fucking question, okay? She's been around the block, Lindsay. She knows how this goes. Because I could sense Paige being like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, hey. she's asking a good question. Corey it could be like a thirsty motherfucker. And, you know, she's right to question him but Paige is like no and it's true and by the way please don't bring up Jessica that's the last time we talk about Jess ever don't make don't flash back to Jess we're done talking about Jess Jess is retired we never have to go back there you know right are we all happy about R.I.P. Jess thank you you're done Lindsay Carl Andrea and Lexi who clearly I think they must have some somewhat of a friendship outside of this because uh, we've seen a bunch of them on social media together. And Lexi asks, like, hey, how long have you guys known each other? Those sorts of question questions. And Carl remembers that Lindsay was wearing a blue dress when he first met her. Immediately, my brain remembers that Lindsay is wearing a blue dress in the pictures they released of their engagement, of their proposal. So I'm like, she fucking knew. She not knew like it's not like she I don't think she knew literally like she was like Carl proposed to me and do it like this. No, she just had a, I swear she had a hunch. And that's not bad. They're not bad. I swear, though, because he said she was in a blue dress and I was like, mm? 
she she had a she had an idea. And then Lindsay asks Lexi to walk her through, walk them through what it was like when Andrea was trying to get back with her. I honestly, because you know me, I seem like I'm dead inside. She, Lexi starts talking about it. And when she gets to the part where she cries because she realized like someone that she cared about so much was hurting and she was the cause of it. She's like, I just, she's like, I'm not crying, you know, sad. I'm just, it's like a bit happy because we found our way back to each other. I started crying. And I literally write in my notes, okay, good. I'm not dead inside. So I'm not dead inside. That's good. That's good. That is a good sign. So I do love love when it feels like really genuine like that. It was very sweet to see that. I was That was very, very sweet. So Lindsay, you know, these little moments, right? It's so funny to be in on the secret. Lindsay tells Lexi like, oh, we, I guess we have to leave early to get firewood. And you're like, oh my God, I know why you have to leave early. But I'm still convinced she's got a hunch. I am. Because she gets, when she goes to show Paige her dress, it's little moments like these where I'm like, uh. Also makes me think like, see, Lindsay and Paige get along. I just don't understand it. Like, why do you guys hate Lindsay so much? Like, she likes you guys. She's nice to you guys. I don't get it. That's one thing. But I'm also like, hmm. Maybe she was just showing Paige to be like, is this cool? Because she's not talking to Danielle. So maybe that's why she was doing it. But her hair is super, it's like her hair, her makeup, the dress, it's just giving me romantic. So I just, like we don't, Lindsay's hair is rarely like that beautifully curled and and like, you know what I mean? She doesn't normally look like with, you know what I'm saying, right? So then, you know, Carl and Lindsay go to the beach. But meanwhile, Maya, Sam, and Danielle talk about Sam and Corey. And Sam jokes because Maya tells her about the conversation she had with Corey, about how he says he likes her. And Sam jokes like, oh, maybe Corey will propose this weekend. And Maya says, no, that's for someone else. And of course... Danielle's like, why do you say that? Like, it it freaks Danielle out. And Maya is like, well, you know, I saw them having a conversation. Here's my prediction. And I was pretty fucking blown away at Danielle's response to that. First, she says, I don't even think I want to come next week and if that's what's happening and then she says, well, they can live happily ever after and storms off. I, uh, uh, you know, it's really, it's, it's one thing to be, uh, I, it's just, I'm just shocked. I was shocked. Like, I, I, I really don't have a lot of words for it. 
because she's not a bad person, Danielle. But that... You know, I had my best friend got engaged. But at the time she got engaged, we weren't really in each other's lives all that much. And it wasn't bitter, though. That's the difference. Like it wasn't we weren't it wasn't contentious. You know, we had just kind of like our lives were just in different places. And uh, I don't I. I'm trying I'm trying to relate to Danielle here. I know she just had a conversation with Carl. How about this? How about this? I'm going to do I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going <laughs> to I'm trying I'm struggling here. I um there's a TV show element to this. And her feeling left out is a bit valid. Sure. Like wow. So you've been you've been you've been filming scenes where you're talking about this and I'm not included. Maybe that's it. She also rode really hard for Carl against Kyle and now she's being left out of this and I just for her to say they can live happily ever after then. It's like, "Oh my god." I don't want to dive too far into this because we're going to get so much more of it next week. And a lot of the time when you hyper fixate on something that happens in one episode, the next week, there's so much more to dissect that you kind of waste a bunch of your analyzation on on the episode prior. But that's I, I, that's just how I, I was shocked. I, I can't articulate it more. They didn't give us much more to go off of. <sighs> yeah. So let's get so the proposal. Carl does the proposal. It was very sweet. We'd already like the bummer is we'd already kind of seen a whole bunch of it on social media. So it was like none of it was a surprise to us, to me at least. Um, I really honestly think Lindsay knew what was happening. As soon as she started seeing the signs, I'm like, she knows what's going on. And even when he's she's like, should we sit? And he's like, no, stand for a bit. She's like, I know what's happening. He does the proposal. I did not cry. I felt that she knew what was happening. I know she's touched. I was, I was uncomfortable. I thought it was super, I, like I said, I, I know that I'm a little dead inside, but I was, I'm not totally dead inside, but I just was a little uncomfortable. I thought it was a little cheesy. When she said, I'd marry you a thousand times, I was like, oh God. But Lindsay's cheesy as hell. She's the most romantic cheesy i love love bigger than love is love she's just that person so you know i tried my best to look at it straight on but this is their their love is not my love language so i that's my thoughts on it i'm sorry i'm sorry i can't like i'm and you know i I should never ever and I've and I've said it before. They are I don't doubt they're in love. This would be the dumbest thing to accuse them of. Like they're not in love. What the fuck are people saying? Like they're not in love. I just don't speak this language of love. And I have said repeatedly I'm no expert on it. I've also never been engaged. I don't think I'm not into marriage and and weddings and stuff like that. So this is not my wheelhouse. And I I don't ever want to come across like I am um, uh, 
uh, not open to uh, I, I've heard some people think that I'm sounding condescending. I think what you're hearing from me is I am coming I am feeling defensive when I do these um, recaps because this is the first time I think that a lot of um, a lot of maybe new people, new listeners are not agreeing with my take. And I'm getting like essays from people in my DMs about why I'm not seeing it right. And I can, as I'm starting to say things, as I do these recaps, I'm like preemptively defending myself. And that's probably not a good place for me to be coming from, right? That's probably like not the vibe I should be should be portraying. But it might be coming across as condescending when really I'm just feeling defensive. So let me just maybe stop doing that because we are all entitled to feel how we feel about this. We all see this from our own lens. And I know that my like tagline is I'm a complete mess. And it's funny, but I am. I am a mess. I have made a lot of mistakes. I've never really had a full a uh, relationship that's healthy and loving and supportive and I don't know what it looks like. And so watching Carl say those things and watching Lindsay be that open was so foreign to me and uncomfortable that I like looked away because I don't get it. So I am not an expert on all things. And there are going to be times where I'm just, it, if for lack of a better word, wrong. I'm going to say, I'm going to also say this. I will get two different types of DMs right now. I will get a long-winded DM about why um, I'm misreading Danielle and that she's just judgmental. She's just jealous. She's just X, Y, and Z. No, no grace should be shown. I'll get that one. I will also get the DM that's, you're giving Lindsay way too much credit. She's just manipulative. She's just selfish. So as right as you feel, know that someone feels equally right and that you're equally wrong. So when there's a split feeling like this in the audience, it's really tough to cover because I can see the nuance and the, and the middle of it. And then I end up pleasing nobody except for the few who can see what this, see where I'm coming from, see both sides. But if I am coming across as um, condescending, I do want to change that because I think what's happening is I, I'm I'm going into this defensive, and that's not I don't need I shouldn't do that I should I should I am I I am accepting of the fact that we we are going to have different experiences with this and it's been a really rough season, and Summer House really should not turn into this, but. Uh, uh, it has, and here we are. Yeah, it's a t- it's a tough season. Everyone, no one is. Well, I wouldn't say no one is wrong. We just I don't want to just blatantly hate Lindsay or blatantly hate Danielle. Like when people write crazy comments, like Danielle or Lindsay's just fucking manipulative and hates women. I'm like, whoa. We don't need to. We're gonna say that. <laughs> it's a little insane. Relax. Or, you know, Danielle's just a selfish person who's jealous and blah, blah, blah. It's like we can – there's a middle road here, especially since 
I've heard good things about the reunion. I heard Andy himself said there was progress. And so we're going to be feeling real weird if we've just vilified one or the other and now they're going to be able to make up, you know? Let's keep our heads on straight. But I I do apologize if I've been coming across condescending. It's just, it's been me being defensive. So, sorry. On that note, stay messes out there. Love you. Mean it. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.